is not just your average MMA show, baby. This is Brothers in Combat with Serge Vicente and Darnell Giovanni. No need to fight. Just listen up and get it right. Brothers in Combat, baby. We rolling! Yeah! All night long. Boom. Swear to God, every single time. All day long. Every single time I hear that right there, I feel like I'm about to come out. I got to go get ready. I'm warmed up. The sweat is going every single time. There it is. There it is. Welcome, everybody, to Brothers in Combat, not your average MMA podcast. I'm one of your co hosts, Serge Vicente. And joining me, as always, is my brother from another, the mystic one, Darnell Giovanni. Darnell, what it do, brother? Hop in, fight fans. You know we're here in a place to be. We had a good weekend, Saturday night of fights, loaded ooh, card, ooh. so much to talk about. I had to watch it twice for all the controversies, the wins, big wins, the knockouts, oh. five knockouts Dude. in the first couple fights of that of that card. We got a lot to talk about, sir. You got a lot to talk about. What's going on with you, man? Dude, I'm doing fucking well, man. We out here, you know what I'm saying, in lovely LA, uh, sun is shining, the birds are chirping. Hella fights happen, man. So I'm, I'm I'm feeling good, man. How about yourself, man? How's it going down there I'm, in, in, in MIA? We got beautiful Cali weather right now. I I feel like I'm in California. A little 73 vibes, little 60 vibes during the nighttime, which I love right now. Sorry to all the people in the cold weather. Yeah, I was, I was just about to people. say that. I was like, everybody Apologize. in the other country is going to be like, these two fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all the other people, but whatever. We, we're here. We have beautiful weather. And you know, it helps the, the attitude and the, and the energy as well. Yes. Absolutely, man. Well, check it out. Um, everything has been great on my end. Uh, like I said, it, it, it things have been pretty good. Um, we're we're looking forward to. There's, I mean, dude, there's so many fucking fights to talk about, and and it's like, not only do we have fucking fights, nigga, we got drama. We got drama. Fights. We got drama. <laughs> we got controversy. This past weekend was everything that you know I wanted and more, man. Uh, let me ask before we really get into this shit, bro. Let, how are you doing my brother what's been going what's been new with you nothing nothing new definitely gonna have some more interviews coming up absolutely i got a very very dope merch drop coming very very soon guys i actually washed everything that i had before because i just didn't like the idea anymore and i got something even better hopefully this friday i can show you guys exactly what it's gonna be so excited to drop that for sure it's been a long time but it was worth the wait i promise that's what's up, man. I can't wait, bro. You like you have some really dope stuff, and I've seen a little bit of what he's talking about. I think you guys are really gonna enjoy that, man. It's gonna be fire. Yeah, you got you uh, got some boxing been. talk coming up. You got some more box talk uh, with with B Cam this week. We do, man. We got some real a uh, bunch of boxing talk. We got some boxing talk coming up. Uh, there's some big fights on the horizon. Clarissa Shields just competed, also. So there's a lot going on in the world of boxing. Um, I mean, shit, Jake Paul and Ben Askren for, for Triller. The real yeah. takeover, that's coming up. So <laughs> Triller, the number one Tr- boxing promoting. <laughs> By far. Oh, come on, By man. Far. People get pissy about that, too. But Triller is definitely the number one boxing promoter in the land at this point in time. It, it's nuts. That's the real takeover. Wow. Um, but, uh, dude, you want to jump into it, man? Let's there's a lot get to get into, into it. man. Let's get into it at the All top. Right. At the top, UFC 259, we had Jan Blachowicz take Blahovitz, excuse me, Jan Blahovitz. No disrespect, the, yeah, no, no disrespect all, all to that respect man. respect my brother. Respect my name. I'm going to respect your name right now. Yeah. Took it on uh, the 
last bender is Radisanya, who is the middleweight champion. And was it the most exciting fight? No, but it was a chess match that we got to watch for sure of two amazing fighters. Jan Blachowicz smart, very fought very smart. He wasn't. He was fainting. He was biting on all the feints. But Izzy wasn't, you know, going right back at him when when he bought, bit on the face. It's like Izzy was being very sensitive. I don't know if Izzy felt that Polish power and it kind of got to him and just like, you know what? I don't want to get hit by this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be smart about this. And he fought a very calculated fight and it ended up working against him, especially in the fourth and fifth round where Jan took him down. And you can see that that weight advantage was something for sure. Absolutely. It, it was interesting, right? It, it's one of those fights, and I know you and I kind of said it right beforehand. It's yeah. It didn't feel like Izzy's stock dropped. Yes, he lost the fight. And we'll talk about the crazy fucking scorecards in a second. Uh, but it was, it was one of those fights that I think it was a lot closer than um, I think a lot of people may have thought it was going to be. Either way, because I think a lot of people looked at this fight and said, yo, either one, Jan's going to knock his ass out because he's heavy-handed. It was either one's going to dominate the other. That's literally what yeah. it was. It's like one's going to take one down and smash, or the other guy's just going to cut through him. And it ended up being a real chess match. And it seemed as if Jan took Yoel Romero's game plan but added actual offense to it. Yes. So that was something that he did. And look, before we get into Izzy or anything else, I have to, I got to give a, give love and a shout out to Jan. Yeah. Jan went out there and performed like a savvy, he's performed like a legitimate champion that was defending his belt. He did an amazing job. It was a great performance by him. And he, a lot of people looked at him, I think, as a step over champion. Like you're just a yeah. fucking placeholder. Dude, Jan is here and he can be a legitimate champion here in the UFC at 205. For at least a couple of years. And nobody complained about his performance either. Remember when uh, Israel fought Yoel? They complained about Yoel Romero's performance, just like he wasn't doing anything. Blahovitz went in there, fought very smart, was was hitting Izzy a couple of times. Hit Izzy a lot of times, more than he's ever been hit in a UFC. Well, no, Kelvin Gaston hit him more. But still, at that 205 weight class, you know, he made it. Sure, he made sure he looked dominant. He looked like, you know, hey, you're coming up to me. I'm going to show you that now I'm no stepping forward. Nah, I am that guy. I am that guy in this division. And he looked good. And that made his stock rise up for sure. And now we look at him as a legitimate champion, as they should have when he beat Dominic Reyes anyway. So that's because that's we all had he, Dominic Reyes beating John Jones. Yeah, Everybody we had we had Reyes beating John Jones. But MMA math never makes sense, of course. Never, never makes ever never makes sense. sense. <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. But the the biggest thing that I took out of that fight that was very confusing was those scorecards, 49-45, 49-45, and 49-46, right? That was the, the cards. Let me ask you this. Because, yeah. <laughs> dude, I was blown away. Because I'm going to be yeah. very honest with you guys. I, I had I had Adesanya winning, okay? People are going to look at me like I'm some fucking like, super fan or something. Look, I am not mad that, that Jan won. I understand how Jan won. I had Adesanya winning rounds one, two, and three. And then I had Jan winning rounds four and five. That's how I had it scored. I knew round three was kind of close. So for me, that was to me, it could have gone either way there. It could have been 2-2 going into the fifth. So when they gave Jan the, the fifth round, I was like, okay, he won. I'm happy with that. Even though I had Adesanya winning three rounds to two. But that is not a 4-1 fight either fucking way. And I, what the fuck? There was no 10-8 rounds in those fights. Not one. Not one. Crazy. Not one. Those scorecards read as there were multiple 10-8 rounds. That makes Dog. no 
sense, even in the rounds where Jan had Israel on his back, but it was towards the end of those rounds. Those are two minutes pretty much on top. That's four minutes commutative in a whole entire fight. That's four minutes out of 25 minutes that he was dominant. Those are not, there should be not one 10, eight round there. And I know people were talking about the commentary. I saw so many different comments about the commentary. Listen, if you're watching a fight with Israel Adesanya in there, a guy who throws crazy amounts of strikes, he's always throwing feints. He looks like the more active fighter, you're going to speak about him more. Jan was throwing at certain, certain points in time. What are you going to say about him if he's not throwing as much? Is he more, more effective with them? Yeah, but still, it's hard to do that. If you commented on the fight, it would be the same thing. Let me ask you this. Because yeah. to me, Adesanya looked like he was dictating the pace of the fight. He looked like he, he was dictating the dance. Am I wrong in that? No, he was definitely dictating the dance 100%. He just wasn't throwing as much as he usually does, especially at the lower weight class. With these heavier guys, you have to be careful. He was fighting very smart. He's fought in kickboxing at a higher weight. He knows how heavy these guys hit. Got to be smart with it. I think he felt like he was going to catch him with something really good at some point in time, and that didn't end up happening. It kind of was like a little bit too late, and then he just felt that his legs were like not there. and just like It was like a bad day at the gym, but he didn't look terrible, but more, more credit to, he to blow his... He definitely didn't look terrible. No, he didn't look. He didn't. He did not look terrible. But kudos to Blahovitz for putting that performance together Absolutely. because he need, his team needs more, more, more uh, credit for that and putting together these great game plans in this past couple of fights because he has looked great. And now we got a couple more fights that we would love to see him in. But if oh, you're Israel man. Adesanya, Jimmy Glover is going to be great. Yeah, if you're Israel Adesanya, are you going back to 185, being dominant there, and then at a later date coming back to 205 to want to prove yourself there? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we forget how, that he doesn't have a lot of miles in MMA. He's only been fighting in MMA for three and a half years about. Not that, and he not was able that to long. dominate, you know what I'm saying, like, and really do his thing. Um, he goes back down to 85. He, he's already cleared out the weight class once. It, it's not going to be anything to really put his stamp on that weight class. He'll go back. He'll do those things. The only thing he truly needs to work on when you really think about it, because I was really, I was, I'm critical on anybody's game, especially after they lose. I, I really try to break it down and think about it. And then when you go back and you look at the fight, Adesanya is nearly impossible to take down against the cage. If you go look at any of his fights, him against the cage, you can't get him. You'll see him grab people's faces, spin them off. He, you can't, he's so long, he uses leverage extremely well, you can't get him. But you can take him down in open space and hold him Kudos there. Look at Kudos the Martin Vittori fight. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And look at Jan. Those are the two fights that I've actually seen that happen. So when you think about that, the only other time I've seen him taken down in open space was against Kelvin Gastelum. He was throwing up, you know, triangles and things. So obviously Jan's size, I think, made him feel as if Definitely. he couldn't do as much. Yep. So that is where the size really came to fruition, right? So I can see that. So, so I see him going back, working on that game specifically, because we forget. The thing that we've always talked about him is how he's evolved so much in between fight to fight yeah he will fix that hole in his game go back down and then he will do what i think a lot of us the only credit that i'm gonna give john jones is that he's taking the time to build his body up for the next weight class yeah i think adesanya when he's ready to make that jump he will build his body up the proper way especially now that he said look skill wise i can beat these guys i was beating the best 205er in the world you know i just have to make slight adjustments he comes back, he does that, 
he'll dominate that weight class as well. I'd have no doubts. It reminds me almost of like when Max Holloway moved up to fight Dustin Poirier, who already built his body up, did that. Body wasn't there yet. It body wasn't there yet. Y'all mean to tell me Max Holloway in two years, when he feels like it, he's going to dominate whatever weight class he feels like going to. This is facts. This is complete facts. It definitely, the body the body thing was 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 a lot, and you can see that when he was on the ground. He wasn't throwing anything up, wasn't throwing any triangles up, nothing at all. He wasn't but, taking damage, though, either. But one thing that I do want to say is I want to see back to Israel Adesanya, the guy who is very active. Remember, before this fight, he hadn't fought in a long time. That's definitely his longest layoff of his UFC career. This is a guy who was taking four fights per year. Now he's at his first fight this year, but I want to see him be as active as possible. Is there anybody right now in one of me five that he can fight? No, there's no clear contender. But in the month of April, we have two fights that can fire. determine a lot in that division. From Kevin Holland versus uh, Derek Brunson and Darren Till versus Marvin Vittori. And, 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 and we got Robert Whitaker against uh, Paulo, Paulo Costa. Costa. We got three fights that can determine a lot of different things. And maybe, yeah, against Elvino, Paulo Elvino. Costa. So by summertime, we may be able to have a contender for Israel Adesanya. So we definitely have to see that. I, I can see that. I'm trying to think right now because there isn't any clear-cut number one. Obviously, if Robert Whitaker wins, that's probably the fight that they're going to end up making. It'll probably end up being Robert Whitaker. Part two. Part two. That's probably what it end up being. But I'm curious to see what happens with Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland can put himself literally on deck. If, yeah. if he goes out there and, and, and puts a great performance on against Derek Brunson, he'll be the next man up because he has such momentum from 2020, and then he's kind of building off of that right now. So he has that opportunity um, there. But there's so many amazing and fun matchups. 185, it's funny, 185 for the longest was trash. Yeah. It was so fucking garbage. Didn't nobody care. And then Luke Rockhold came when you thought, oh, shit, we got a fucking guy we can get excited about, Luke Rockhold. That motherfucker got his ass whooped. <laughs> Bisbing's old ass came over here. I guess this is fun. GSP old ass came, whooped his ass, and then just peaced out. Peaced and, out. And, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and then we had everything else. The Robert Whitaker is a Yo Moreau. Yeah, and that that changed yeah. the class. And it's just like, okay, we got a lot of exciting guys here. A lot in this of small, guys. The small uh, rankings of guys. Yeah, but now it's like, dude, the, the the middleweight division's top six is pretty fucking deep. You think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. we got the champion. We got Adesanya. We have Elvino, right? You you got um, um, fucking Vittori. Mm -hmm. We have, don't forget about Kelvin Gastelum, who looked great his fucking last time out. Yep. You we, know what I mean? We still got a lot of guys. And Kevin Gastelum is not even ranked in the top 10 right now. I don't think he is. I mean, he might be nine or something. But he's yeah, definitely he to be. He's, he's yeah, out. Yeah. He's not even in the top seven or six. So it shows you even outside of the weight class. Outside of that, those numbers, there's a lot of solid guys. Very good guys that could be champion at any point in time. Well, let me ask you this. What's going to be next for Jan Blachowicz? He's the champion. He's worth it. He's earned his spot. Um, what do you think happens with him? Is he going to end up getting pushed like like, a, like an actual champion? Or is he going to be the unsung hero more like a Stipe Miocic? I think he's going to be the unsung hero because he's not a guy that's going to overly push himself as well. A lot of these guys that get pushed is because they're doing a lot of stuff. They're doing a lot of media. They're doing a lot of different things to put themselves out there. He's a family guy. He says he just wants to go home and spend time with his son because he doesn't get to do that when he's in training camp. So he doesn't have to do that. MMA fans will respect the guy he retired no matter what he's, he's just did, the run he's been on. That's definitely memorable, 100%. I feel like that just solidified him 
for a UFC Hall of Fame, honestly. Because, you know, how many guys have defended a, the 205-pound belt not named John Jones, Tito Dan Ortiz, or, or, um, or Dan, Dan Corbio, I, I can't hear him out, or Chuck Adels. You know, it's like four or five guys you can name that actually defended that title, you know? Tito Especially Ortiz as well. Especially if he wins his next fight. Especially if yeah. he wins his next fight, you have to put him up there. Because look at his fucking resume. Dude, think about it. He's beaten... He's how many former champions has he actually beaten at this point in time? When you think about it, you know what I'm saying. You got Luke Rockhold, you got Israel yep. Adesanya, you yep. got a guy who should have been champion in Dominic Reyes. Yep. You know what I mean? Like right there, to me, you got three. You know, think, and then you have yeah. I think they do the the Glover Teixeira fight next for sure. Glover Teixeira is the number one ranked contender, but unfortunately, we're not going to be able to watch shit. that fight until the fall time because. Jan said he wants at least he wants six months off, which is understandable. But if you're going to be a champion, you got to be somewhat of active. I feel that a champion should at least defend their title. I want to say three times a year, but But I know know training camps are hard. I get it. Maybe two times. But you know what, though? I'm but okay. Let's just I'm just that title wouldn't have been defended anyways for at least at least another six months if I decided I won. So yeah. it is what it is when you really think about it. You know what I mean? So I guess it's like, whatever. Y'all wouldn't fall for that shit no matter. It, the only problem is, which sucks, is that Glover's getting old as fuck. He is getting, he's getting, he's getting, he's getting up to an age, but he's staying active. He's still training. He had Leo Machida with him in his camp over there. And he has a couple other young guys just to keep staying active as much as possible. So yeah. Yeah. I think the fight with Glover is going to be very interesting, very exciting, because it's definitely going to be a clash of styles. Glover can stand and can get, has a really good ground game. So we're going to see what happens between them. And hopefully in the fall time, we'll see oh, that. Fight. Such a great stylistic matchup. <laughs> oh, such, such a great stylistic matchup. And if Glover doesn't win that, I think he retires. Or if, you, yeah. if he loses that pretty bad, I think he retires. Because yeah. it's just like your second title shot, you don't want to keep fighting these guys because they don't get easier as you go down, even though there are some lackluster performances. But... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later on Bruh, in the show. But let's, If he wins, he might retire. If he wins, he, he might take the belt with him and be like, you know what, I'm going to take this. And No, 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 Glover's too hard-headed. He's going to be like, no, no, I'm winning my title. I got to do it. I feel like he's too hard-headed, and he loves the fighting game so much. When I talked to him, he was just like, there's no way that I'm going to retire anytime soon because I still feel good. I still feel good. Well, speaking of somebody who still feels good and just loves the game, let's talk about a motherfucking Amanda Nunez. <laughs> Amanda Nunez goes out there and completely washes. Completely Wash. just washes. Prove the odds better correct. Prove oh the odds better correct. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, brother, I appreciate you for for giving hope. To the Trying MMA to fans fun, out there, you know, to make it interesting. It Salute to you, my brother, because not enough people did that. Because if it was up to me, people who listen to my show probably didn't even watch that fight. Because I was like, "Fuck <laughs> this fight, let's move on." You made it interesting. Salute to you, my brother. But check it out, Megan Anderson didn't make it interesting. She got her fucking ass whooped. Um, Amanda Nunes goes out there and gets the submission win. Uh, which was incredible. She actually had a, a, a triangle as well as an armbar at the same damn time. Which I don't she think she got enough credit for. Um, bro, what were your thoughts on this matchup, man? I Well, before that, just so if anybody watched the show last time, I said, hey, Megan can win this fight. If it stays standing, you know, she has a chance. Megan's never been knocked out standing up. She's always been submitted. So uh, I gave her a chance there. It's MMA. 
anything can happen. She's a big girl. She's long. Huge. But as soon as I saw Megan Anderson walk into that arena, you guys can go review the tape. I'll post a link. She looked like she saw a ghost or I don't know what zombie she was looking at. She was just very <laughs> nervous. And that's something that I was talking about before. Uh, Megan Anderson struggled with the mental things before not making fun of it at all. But it's definitely going to be yeah. very hard coming into a fight game and coming into a championship fight that can change your life literally change your life so lord knows what kind of pressure she was dealing with but it definitely showed in the cage amanda went in there dominated her dominated her really fast the first time she even touched her megan anderson's legs were flopping like an octopus it was just very she bad look like bambi was just born yeah it did it just it did it didn't look good it didn't look good at all so i gotta give kudos to amanda nunes as well for being such a positive champion for especially for a woman, you know, because when we had Ronda Rousey, everybody fight like and, a girl. And really all that quick, stuff. Uh, yesterday yeah. was Women's Appreciation Day or Women's happy International uh, Women's uh, Day. International Women's Day. So happy yeah. International Women's Day to all the women out there. Salute to you. And here's the thing: we're actually going to talk about something that has to deal with women at the end of the show. So unfortunately, it's a little bit of drama, but we'll find out. We'll get our we'll get, view on. Yeah, that we'll we'll talk about that uh, one. But continue, my brother. I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off. But yeah, for Amanda Nunes for being such a positive champion and just, you know, speaking so well, bringing her daughter in there, you know, the joy of her life that just has changed her life so much. And you can see the happiness in Amanda Nunes' face and just in her spirit. And it's just awesome to see. So I was very happy for her and Nina Ansarov. That's a cool story. But for the UFC, let's just diminish this 145 division. We don't need it. Add a woman's 105. Do an Adam weight instead. The 145-pound woman division, it just shouldn't exist anymore because there's nobody, nobody's being a man of Nunes at that weight. Nobody's being a man of Nunes at that weight. But we got somebody in the Bantamweight division who's screaming for a man of Nunes right now, and that's Juliana Pena. Serge, what do you think about Juliana Pena just going crazy, hitting up Dana White, texting him? She's been on three shows talking about it. What are your thoughts on Juliana Pena coming up? Yo, Juliana but not coming Pena, up, just like talking about a man of Nunes. She's not ready for that. She's not ready for that. She just got fucked up like two fights ago, like the fight before last. I think she's only on like a one fight winning streak. You know, she's what I'm on saying? a one like, fight winning. She did yeah. make a point. She said Amanda has fought a lot of these girls on one fight winning streak. So she's like, why can't I get a chance too? And I can't argue with that point. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that point. Um, but I will because at the end of the day, who who's left, right? Um, I don't know if you have anything you haven't pulled up next to you or anything right now, but I'm just thinking about the weight class. Who's left there that she hasn't already dominated? So when Score, you think of yeah. it in that, I mean, who, yeah, who who hasn't she already beaten? So when you think about it that way, you know what? Why not? Yeah, I say, Seriously, I say, yeah, I say, why not? At this point, she's beaten Holly Holm. I don't want to see her fight Irina Aldana because Irina Aldana can even beat Holly Holm. Uh, any other girl ranked underneath that, like Jermaine Durand to me, like any one of those girls in 135, already she's already ranked with Sarah McMahon. I don't want to see any of those fights against Amanda. I think Pena would be her toughest test at 135. Not to say it would be that Amanda can run through her as well, she, but yeah, it wouldn't be it's the, the wrestling pedigree thing, grappling. Pena feels that she can be, beat her there, but I don't know. The only intriguing fight to me for Amanda Nunes is Valentina Shevchenko. That's it. That's it. It's Valentina. That's it. Valley Valley Chinks. Valley Chinks. That's it. <laughs> Valley in, in, in my in my opinion, those right there are the two greatest female fighters we've ever seen. The two yeah. of them. In any combat sport. I've, I've said time and time again, 
those are the the two very best. Uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko is one of my all time favorites to watch. Her style, her technique is perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. She doesn't do anything wrong. She can grapple. She can strike. She can box. She can kickbox. She can walk you down. She can play the counter game. Dude, her style is incredible. She's one of my favorite all-time fighters to watch. And then you have Amanda Nunes, who's just this fucking dominant monster of a champion that's just knocking bitches out left and fucking right. Dog, it, it's those are the only two left. And here's the thing. Yes, they fought twice. On the books, Amanda has two wins. But if you ask anyone who watched that fight, and I am asking you, I am begging you, if you are listening to this show or watching the show right now live on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, thank you as always for checking us out here on Brothers in Combat. But if you're checking it out, man, you need to go and watch that fucking fight. Go back and watch the second Amanda Nunes fight against Valentina Shevchenko. Tell me Valentina didn't win that fight. Everybody who watches that fight thinks Valentina won that fight. And that's the thing. They got a little bit of beef because they remember the stare down. That was the one where Amanda Nunes put her hand on her chin and pushed it off. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember that. Go yep. back. They got a little bit of beef. There's some heat there. That is the only fight to make. And guess what, people? Valentina wins. <laughs> she definitely has more confidence right now. Because, you know, she's been a defending champion, but I think Amanda Nunes is way better than she was when she fought Valentina at the same time. I do too. But I do too. both of them, they both are better now. So, so like, why better. not put that fight together one more time? I think it happens. I think that's all that's left. I mean, Julian Pena as well, but I think that's the most competitive and compelling performance. Facts. I mean, fight to watch for sure. But yeah. yeah. I know we got a good one. I know we got a good one. We got we got to break it too. And salute to us for for making a longer topic and discussion out of a fight that we we literally talked about that fight longer than it lasted. Daddy lasted. Literally. Well, here here we're gonna talk about this fight, and I brother, I I have to get your opinion on this. Cause and we made a point not to talk about this beforehand because I, I gotta talk about this live. Piotr Jan. Mm. Aljamain Sterling. Mm. Aljamain Sterling ends up winning the belt via disqualification. The first champion to ever win his belt via disqualification. The reason there was a disqualification is because at the in the, in the middle of the fourth round, yep. Um, in my opinion, Piotrion was getting a little bit frustrated. I think he had a guy in front of him that he was he couldn't get out of there and he couldn't figure out why. He's tired. He's hurt, but I can't get him out of here, and he's outpacing me still. I don't understand it. He was frustrated, and he, while um, Algermain, and I will admit, and I agree yeah. with my Demetrius Johnson, was stalling. He was stalling position just to try to catch, catch his breath or whatever. Piotr Jan listened to his corner and need him directly in the face. <laughs> After the referee told him he's down, down. don't need him in the face, and he did it anyways disqualification the fight's done first of all i think the ufc and the judges took far too long to make a decision and they watched this man roll around the fucking ground forever which i think is wrong in his own right but then obviously the interview and shit a whole bunch of shit to get to in this one before i get on my fucking soapbox brother what were your thoughts before i get my thoughts who did you have winning that fight and to the fourth that's what i oh, want to know okay okay so I honestly had it much closer than I think a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. 
I've watched it twice so far, and I'm, yeah. and I'm really I would go back and forth. Aljamain Sterling was out striking him. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling almost doubled up on the strikes, but Piotr Jan, because of the takedowns and the power, I gave him the slight edge. That's why I had I gave I had him up around at that point in time because I was like, this is a close fight, but he looks like it looked it looked like the wave was coming. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It looked like it was starting to build. I was like, this is a close fight, but it looks like this shit is building and it might get bad quick. So interesting you say that. So me going to that fourth round, when that fourth round was over, I probably would have had Peter Yan a little bit up or tied, one or the other. Because as much as Aljamain was getting taken down at ease, by the way, which is very weird to see, so at weird. ease. And it wasn't regular takedowns, it was got, trips. It was yeah, trips, you know. I got a question for you about that yeah. one, too. Yeah, let me ask trips. You this. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this. And, um, yo, did Aljamain seem a little nervous to you? Did his Extremely energy seem weak? nervous. Yeah. And it's so weird because he's never like that. But once again, you will forget this. When you go into a championship fight, which can change your life, your life, you have a lot of pressure on yourself. And I'm sure he put so much pressure on himself. And this fight was supposed to happen in December. And now it's here, you know? Long time he's been thinking about this, been yes. going for it, been asking for it. And he finally gets it. He's in that cage. There's no crowd. It's just you and that guy. You're putting. It's just you in your own mind, and you're thinking about it. You can literally see every time Aljo went back to his cage, he was just like Ray Longo would ask him, "How you feeling?" I've never seen Aljamain Sterling that exhausted. But going to that he's fourth round, yeah, I was. Dump. Yeah, I was starting to get Peter on the the fight now because he was definitely turning it on. I felt like that fifth round would have been so bad for Aljamain. He was doing a lot of things to stall. He was throwing spinning back elbows and back fists, which is weird to throw when you are that exhausted. So that shows you mentally he probably wasn't there. So when Peter Yon threw that knee at somebody who's as tired as Aljermaine, that's going to hit him even worse, and he's going to feel that even worse. So I do I think Aljermaine was, was acting? No, I don't think he was acting. I think he legitimately got hit by a clean knee that hurt him. People are talking, saying I, all I these things. I want to speak on that in a second. Yeah. People are saying a lot of different things. He's acting this and that. Go on your knees. Have somebody who doesn't even fight knee you in the face and let me know how easy you can get up. Please let me know how easy you can get up. A guy who can throw in his whole entire life, Muay Thai guy, knows exactly. guy trains at Tiger Muay Thai. They know how to throw knees. He trains he threw at Tiger Muay Thai. He threw it directly to his face. There was no like, oh, it sideswiped him or it hit his hair. It hit him right in the face. I'm go There's no way I'm getting up from that. No way. And I'm going to say something, too, as well. If I'm Aljamain Sterling, and even if, like, let's say I was still okay, I'm going to – I'd probably milk a little bit, too, and just be like, you know what? Man's cheated. You need to get disqualified for that. That is the rules. They tell you the rules before the fight. You know the rules. You've been fighting for a very long time. Don't act like you don't know exactly what happened. And, the and especially the corner calling it out. literally told him – He's and the ref said it, down the opponent. He said, down. down the opponent, literally. And don't tell me Peter Young can't understand down the opponent. He can see he that he was twice. down. Yeah, and he was waiting. You could you could call, count 10 Mississippis before he throws that knee. And his Aljamain still was nowhere to where he, he should have been hit. But go ahead. I know dude, you had something to say about that. No, no, no. Dude, yeah. honestly, I'm, you said it for me. You hit it on the fucking head. I, if you're so fucking tough, I want to see somebody knee you directly in the face and tell me <laughs> how you feel. Do you know what I'm saying? It is... Yeah. For anybody to sit there and say that he's going out there acting, dog, this isn't the fucking WWE. 
Nope. I know you guys like fucking storylines and we like all the <laughs> other fun shit. You know what I'm saying? And don't get it twisted. I like all the fun fuck shit of the fight game. I do. You know what I'm saying? We all degenerates in some way, shape, or form. I, I fucking get it. I dig that shit. What the fuck? I'm in the media, right? Yeah. But let's just keep it a bean. Dog, that's that's not even realistic. This isn't for play. You you mean to tell me a man that has been working his ass off, dominating the best fighters in the world, who finally gets his opportunity that he's begged for for years and he's trained for since he was fucking eight years old, to all of a sudden get there and all of a sudden say, oh, you know what? Let me let me get my let me get up here. And, oh, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And make up some bullshit. Come on, son. That's great. That's my great. Lady's <laughs> That's great. I don't. I don't think. I. I, I honestly don't think Aldemir was was acting. Peter Yan saw what no. happened. He didn't come. Peter Yan didn't complain about it that much after either. He just like you know he what? Knew he Run. Did it. He yeah, knew he knew he did it. He knew exactly what he did. Run that back after it. It wasn't a spare of the moment thing. It wasn't like sometimes where guys are going with a rhythm feel, and they how, just throw it. How delicious do you feel that was? It was definitely there was there was definitely malice behind that one hundred percent. He was a frustrated guy. He got frustrated after Aljamain was just doing a lot of the different stalling things and couldn't get rid of him. Peter Yan was tired himself too, but not as tired as Aljamain, of course. But I definitely want to put the pace on him. Yeah, I, he was, and that's the first time I ever seen Aljo fight like that. To where he it was kind it was kind of a little bit like of, of a difference, you know. He looked he he was rushing everything most times. In even the Pedro Munoz fight, he put a lot of volume up, right? But there was a rhythm to it. Everything was that rhythm that he always has. It looked he was he was smooth. This he seemed very nervous. He was falling down a lot. Like I've never seen him fall down so much. It was just all this nervous energy, which brings me to my point. My next point, which is this: I think Aljo looks real good in the rematch. And the reason I say that, and the reason I say that is this, and the reason I say that is this, not 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 saying that he's gonna win, not saying he's gonna win, but the reason I say that I I like his chances better in the rematch is because he those butterflies are gone now. Yeah, he I I felt him. I know what it was. The moment isn't too big, and now I have the confidence that you know what, motherfucker, I am the champion. You know what I'm saying? Because once you hold it for a second, he's going to start getting that confidence and that swagger up a little bit. And it's going to be like, you know what? Fuck this motherfucker. He cheated. <laughs> and and I deserve this. So he's going to have a little bit of a... Yeah, I'm sorry. Hold that thought for one second. This is live TV, guys. I'm so sorry. I forgot to no, no put worries. my charger on the computer. Let me grab no, it no real, worries. real fast. Hold on, guys. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. No worries. Well, here's the thing. I'll say this. And, and uh, you know, why he's getting everything going. The fight itself is a fight that I thought it was going to be the fight, like a fight of the night type of fight. And if it wasn't for Aljo's kind of erratic behavior, we probably would end up getting that. So I think in a rematch, I think we can get that type of fight, especially if Aljo gets to the point where he's a little bit more calm. He's a little bit more secure. And he has that that little bit of confidence and that swagger because I don't feel like that's the Aljo that we come to know and love and expect. That absolutely wasn't him. Now, in terms of Piotr Jan, He's gonna in terms of the fight. I think we're gonna get the fight that we want. He's he's a fucking savage. He came in 
as Russian as fucking can be. I have day. I'm talking about my man came in like prime fade or had the creepy fucking Russian music and shit. Like, don't speak no English. Like, my man's played that shit to a fucking T. Um, and he has all this swagger. He has everything. So I believe that that fight's gonna be great. But I will say this. And here's the thing about that fight. Um, does he even deserve an opportunity? And I think we got my brother back. Yep. Good, we good, we good. Live TV, guys. Sorry, live TV, live TV. (laughs) I didn't want to take away, especially and the point you're about to make too. I'm just like, I can't miss this, and my computer just shuts off on me. Oh, brother, no, no worries, man. Like I said, we got this shit rocking. Uh, but Lena, you know what I'm saying though. It's just at the end of the day, I think that, um, and this one I want to ask you actually. Knowing that that was such an egregious file, yeah, and that his corner even is on tape saying that yo, knee his ass. All that stuff. What does that say about Piotr Jan, his team? You know, is there should there be any ramifications for that, or are we just fucking savages? So fuck it. No, I don't think any ramifications for that because this has happened in the past before, where somebody needs someone. They did have animosity in between them, but I don't know. I'm not penalizing them for that. The biggest penalty he got was losing that title, so that's big enough. You lose a lot of things going into your next fight. Who knows if they might not even run it back? You don't. We don't know that yet. We do not have any of those answers. But I do think if they run that back, I think Peter Yan dominates Aljamain because Aljamain couldn't even take him down. Like uh, what's his name? It's going to be like a Joey B and um, yeah. Second time he's gonna he's gonna probably look even better because now he knows he can't take him down. He was one for seventeen off takedowns. Terrible, and it's not like he was going for those take like even in the earlier rounds he couldn't take him down. And Peter Yan was more powerful than Aljamain, which is just very weird to see because I thought Aljamain would look better there or just especially when they were dry yeah even stronger but no but peter yon was just waiting and waiting and waiting and kind of just like covering himself a little bit he did get rocked a couple of times like two times i think i believe he got rocked he went down but aljermaine would have to come with a completely different game plan and a game plan that's not going to tire him out because this is not a kind of fight that he likes to fight this is not him he's more of a slow-paced guy kind of doing his thing but he was just trying to pressure him thinking peter yon was going to get tired and he never got tired so Mm -hmm. if they fight again which I hope they do, and they have to. I'm tired of seeing TJ Dillashaw, other guys happen. Let me ask, I mean, you, let me ask you this. You, you, I'm glad you brought TJ Dillashaw, yeah. right? Um, not as much as Henry Cejudo, because Henry Cejudo just kind of backtracked on his comments, which, honestly, that's the first not cringy thing that I've seen Henry kind of do recently. Yeah. But um, Henry Cejudo, or TJ Dillashaw, goes out online, calls, talks shit, calls um, Aljamain an actor, and he goes out there also and says, Peter Yan's a cheater. How do you feel when you have other fighters like him specifically saying these things about guys who were just, just put it on the line? TJ Dillashaw will do anything to get himself back into a title contention or a title shot. He'll say anything. As you can, Now you can see that at that point. For him to tweet, yeah. cheat that after, oh, now, now you're a cheater too, motherfucker, with Peter Yan and Aljamain, the actor, and saying all these things. He's just trying to get himself back into a title contention as soon as he comes back. Enter his name in there once again. I feel the biggest loser in this fight, unfortunately, is Corey Sanhagen. That oh. sucks for him because now he's going to have to wait even longer for these guys to fight again or whatever it is. And that sucks for him because he definitely was the next up. Whoever whoever won that fight definitely was next up. And now they're going to have to run it back. But if I'm Corey Sanhagen, I'm fighting TJ Dillashaw because TJ Dillashaw want to come and take everything I worked for these past couple months that you were out, you were cheating. You better bring that ass here, boy, I would and love come take fight. this whoop. Why not? Right? That's the main event. That's the main event. 
Now, you that is a main that's event. A, that's a pay-per-view main event. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can build a card around that fight. Yeah, but do you think Aljamain needs to go out on an apology like streak right now? Does he does he need to be doing that? Thank you. I don't. I don't. I. I he does not need to be doing that. He doesn't. If Aljamain you watch the fight, you saw what happened. Anything wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. He went out there. He fought his ass off. He was. He was. He was losing. You know, he yeah. was fighting hard. It was a close fight, but he was losing. And the champion did lost focus and yep. lost his belt. He got disqualified. That's not 100%. his fault. The rules are in place for a reason. He knew the rules. Yep. So get out of here with that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. I don't care about that. Um, all right. Uh, let, let's let's talk about that. Do you have anything else to say about that one specifically? No, no, no. That's, that's definitely it. I definitely want to see him running back. And hopefully yeah. sooner than later, I think Aljamain passed the concussion protocol. So he's fine. And let's see them running back maybe in, in June or something like that. That'd be, that'd be great. Or even May. Who it. knows? Either way. Either way. I either either one, way. I love it. And then you can really build build on that one. And actually put it put it on another championship card like this or headline a, like a dope something like a dope fight night of some sort you know what i'm saying like on a fly, put it on a card. put it on a flyway card the ones when you the one in june and now you have the the smaller guys fight on the top of that card but that'd, that'd be, be great amazing. that'd be great all right uh how about this let's move on to this what are some other stories from 259 because dude the the card was was a really solid card okay it started off fire first five five out of six fights were fucking knockouts um you had you had wild decisions we had all kinds of stuff um for you what were the biggest takeaways from 259 so something that i that i definitely want to call out here and i i, I don't know if i said this on this show or on the mythic hour one of the shows that i said i said there is going to be a lot of people watching this card so if my name is alexander rakic or tiago santos i got to put open that card with a banger of a fight or a banger of a performance and they did not do anything even close that was something that I don't even want to talk, go delve into it too much, but none of those guys deserve a title shot. Definitely not. Yeah, They're going to yeah. have to fight they one or two more bed. fights to get there. They shit the bed in the, the, to open that card, which yep. was an amazing card. And now I wish Makhlev and Dover would open that card instead of these guys because that was just very lackluster performances to see. But we definitely talk about Islam Makhlev in that lightweight division. Sergio, you're, if, you're, you, if you are a, a lightweight right now in the top eight, do you want to fight Islam Machev? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> Hell no. Dude, anybody in that top eight right now, I am sorry for you. Khabib, Khabib Squared is coming for y'all. <laughs> Khabib and, Squared, part two. Like, the second coming. The, the second coming is coming. And y'all had your little fun. You guys had like about a year to play without a title because when Islam gets it, Dog, y'all, it's just going to be another Dagestani dude with a beard who's going to dominate y'all. This shit is done. It is a wrap. Drew Dober is a killer. And he's been blasting people out of there. And Islam made him look like a white belt. He just just <laughs> ran through that man. It wasn't even fucking close. It, uh, all I can say is, alhamdulillah, 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 <laughs> as, they, as, they, as they say over there. He is he is born, he is here. He's he's been waiting a long time. He hasn't fought since 2019, and he shows that he still got it. Not that he ever lost it, but he still got it. He's still dominant. Drew Dober is not an easy guy to dominate to dominate. Drew Dober was down to wrestle and he showed him there's a different kind of wrestling with Dagestanian guys. He wasn't going for double legs, he was tripping him and from the inside, from the outside. There's so many different forms to take that you have to watch for with these guys. It is scary. 
to see, I need to see this guy. I need to see this guy against somebody in the top, even top five. I'm, I'm watching. Who fights, but who fights or, him in the top five? Who? No, I don't think anybody in the top five will take that fight, but you know who I think would be a great fight for him? Benil Dariush. Give me that. Give me that ASAP. Give me that. I know people talk about That's RDA, but give me Benil versus uh, Makhachev. I think that would be such an exciting fight. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. RDA. RDA, man. That's struggles with wrestlers, RDA though. He's got wrestling struggles. I don't know how much I, I don't know how bad I want to see him get dominated by a guy that's who's true. as good as with wrestling. Because we saw Habib versus RDA. You see how that's that true. went. That's it wasn't, too, it wasn't overly competitive. No, Machev, I think, would do the same thing. Smash. So I feel like Benil would be a fresh that's matchup. I think Benil got confidence up that booty right now for, for that. I want to see Benil versus Islam Machev. I know Benil wants to fight up, but fighting Islam Machev is still kind of like fighting up because Machev probably should be ranked higher, honestly. And he has a bigger name, True. bigger following. Let's fight that guy. I, I'm Benil Darius Islam Machev. Come on. Let's go. I, we see you, Sean Shelby. There it is. That's there the one. You're welcome. That's the one. You're, You're welcome. welcome. But Serge, let me Absolutely. ask you, how did you feel about Dominic Cruz's performance? Okay. Did you do you feel that his post comments were more like were more important than his actual fight or just gave like because I feel that <coughs> coming out of that fight <coughs> we talked about his post fight com comments rather than the fight against fight. Casey Kenny. Well, here's how do you feel he looked? Um, how do you feel he looked? I think he looked good. I think he looked good. People forget Casey Kenny's not like a scrub. Casey nope. Kenny's somebody that people really have a lot of faith in and they really believe is going to be something in the near future. And yeah. he went out there and just, he beat him. He yeah. beat him. He proved that he was better in every capacity. He he hurt him. He, he took him down. He, he, he honestly, he sunned him. Yeah. He sunned him. He, that, that's what it looked like. You're not on my level, son. Sorry. Not. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what the fight looked like. And, and we really have to look at it and say, Yo, y'all gotta worry about Dom at 135 if he's really still about this life. Yep, that that definitely because it's and I know he's ranked a little bit lower, but if if you're not in that top three, top two, I don't see too many guys being Dominic Cruz, especially with that style, man. That style still works. I know Casey Kenny was working him with the 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 can let leg kicks, but Dom was countering with that that left hook. So it's not like he doesn't know what to do in that circumstance. Absolutely. But the comments he made about Hans Molenkamp from the Monster Energy side, it's so Yo, funny he said it, that. It, it, it's it's so Hans, funny is, he said that. Is, is Hans me. the, uh, I saw this comment, is, is Hans uh, Mellencamp the DuPont from uh, the Foxcatcher? Is he MMA's version of DuPont yeah, from Foxcatcher? Uh, pretty much, apparently. <laughs> but it's, it's, so funny. it's so funny he brought that up because I always watch, I follow Hans Bolenkamp on Instagram, and the I relationship do. he has with these fighters, comments, and there's a certain things that he does with the kicking of the cans and all that stuff. I don't it's know weird. what kind of, I guess it's a form of promotion, or I don't know what it is to make it seem like he's cool or whatever it is with all these guys. But, like, I always notice that, and I'm just like, these guys are okay with him doing that? Like, he, he's, they feel fine doing that? Like, that's weird. And yeah. Dominic Cruz brought it up, like, listen, my guy, you're not going to bully me. You're not going to come out here and bully me with, with stuff absolutely not and i remember ali adelaziz talking about this a while back but you could i don't know i can never believe when ali talks he some he talks out of his ass a lot so i wasn't sure if that was true or not but dominic cruz is not a guy who's going to talk about something 
for no reason. So now I have no reason not to believe Dominic Cruz. And this is going to be very interesting with other MMA uh, athletes going forward. What do you think Monster Energy does with with Hans Mollenkamp? Now, is he the head guy at, at Monster Energy? I don't think he owns Monster Energy. I think he's a head guy in a sense of maybe promotion, like almost like a, I guess you want to say a Dana White of that company. Because Let me look to thing. make sure. It, it, so yeah, exactly. yeah, I want to be, be accurate. Go ahead. Absolutely. But because here's the thing, I guess it all depends because I, and I don't want to misspeak because I just don't know enough about, about it and what he does. But it's one of those things that if he's really problematic and you know how these, these companies are, they'll get rid of you. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they have a relationship because at the end of the day, that shit's all about this cash and they're yeah. not going to have anybody fuck up that bag. No. And he's just a business development rep. That's it. He's not even super, they're, super they're, high. They, they, will, they will separate him quick, fast if it's a problem. Seriously. Yeah. Because they will keep that thing and, and you already know Dana White made that call. Yo, what's going on? You know they're <laughs> looking into that shit right now. And at the end of the day, it, it is absolutely one of those things that Again, I don't know enough about the story, so I don't want to misspeak. But if this dude is or anything that people are trying to say and he is this problematic, the company will get rid of him because it's just good business. That, that's really what it is. You're right. You're right. I, I, I agree with that. Um, and it's it, it's crazy to see. Not crazy to see, but it's good to see these guys speaking out against a lot of people because they like to get taken advantage of. They like to take advantage yeah, of MMA fighters because you know they will do anything or, you know, a little bit extra cash besides the one that they make when they fight regularly. So that is definitely messed up. If these allegations are true, I hope Monster Energy somehow gets rid of Tons Camp for doing stuff like that because that is not absolutely. fair to fighters and not fair to the business of MMA. No, it absolutely isn't. It, it, it is not fair to either of them. It's not fair to business of MMA. None, none, none of the above, you know? Yeah. Um, is there anything else about... um? Before we move uh, anything else about uh, 259 we want to touch on? I definitely wanted to touch on a Joseph Benavidez thing, which is yeah, it's just yeah, it's a ahead. tough it's a tough watch because you know how good he is, you know how right. great he can be. You know, he's 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 fought for such a long time in the UFC, very long career, you know. And he fought a guy in Oscar Askarov, who's pretty hard, man. He's 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 a very tough wrestler, and Joseph Benavidez never really had tough problems with wrestlers. And I picked Joseph Benavidez that winning that fight as well, but Oscar Oscar Ansarov was just doing a lot of different things that I feel like maybe Joseph yeah. Benavides wasn't ready for, the body kicks. He, he just looked almost a little bit faster, and Joe almost kind of looked a little a little slow in there, and just like, man, maybe these maybe these guys passed by a little bit, and I'm not telling Joseph Benavides he should retire. I would never tell a fight that he retire. Absolutely not. But it's just tough to see him lose to a guy – uh, well, very tough guy. Oscar Ansarov is very, very tough. It's tough to see him lose a guy that he probably would beat a couple years ago, you know, probably handily yeah. beat a couple years ago. And maybe the Davidson Figueroa fights have taken a lot out of him. I don't know. I'm not sure. But either way, Joseph Benavidez has so many different things that he can do outside of MMA, focuses on a lot of other yeah. different things outside He's of that. Awesome. Scrappers. He definitely needs to start his own clothing line. He definitely needs to, he has a podcast with Megan O'Leary right now, which is amazing. He's got That's so dope. many things that he can do. So, He's going to be okay no matter what. Yes. I'd like to see him take one more fight to completely see where he is within that division. But that is up to him if he wants to continue that because training camps are hard. It's hard on the body. He's been doing it for a very, very long time. So that's up to him yeah. to see what he wants to do. But what do you think about him, uh, Serge? Oof. 
this is tough for me because he, Joey B has always been one of my favorite fighters. He he's 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 one of the old, the the, old, the one of the last of the Mohicans that is still around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and here's the problem with that. It's starting to show. I I was looking at a man in that fight that doesn't look like he's evolved. His style is just he's he's trying to still wing punches when the game is is more precise and accurate now. We're not ball we're not brawlers anymore. This is this is a sport of these are athletes that are you know precise and technical, and um, and he just his last couple fights he just is is being outclassed. And the reason he's being outclassed is because he's, it seems like he's just doing the thing that got him to the dance and he's just not evolving at all. And I'm saying this, again, this is one of my favorite fighters of all time. I love Joey Benavidez. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to evolve at this point in time and you've taken as much damage and injuries and things like that, again, I'm with you. I'm never telling anybody to retire, but you should yeah. really at this point in time consider that shit because this isn't a forgiving game and we're not going to get... It's not like the fights are going to get any easier. And because of his name recognition, he's always going to get somebody that's close to the top. And and think about the weight classes. These guys at 125 are getting better and better and better. We're getting it's a deeper weight class and it's the deepest scary. that weight class has ever been. It's scary at 125. Very now. scary. And, and and be very honest with me. Let's go down the list. Let's look at the top 5 guys in that weight class. He doesn't Davidson, match him well with Brandon. any of they 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 oh. all tear him up. They all tear him up. I don't and know about I'm all just... of them tear him up. I think there's a couple of guys he for sure can beat and he's he's beaten already, but there's some but other guys the who are he emerging. Beat them, he beat them when back then. I'm talking about now. Do you know what I'm saying? Now I'm looking at a fighter that is a step slow. He's absolutely taken he's a step slower than he used to be. And he's also def- yeah, style, he's definitely a little slower. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's just like, and and for me, I I hate. Oh, I hate seeing these guys and these fighters that I've always like loved end up starting to get knocked out because that's what he's going to start getting beaten and beaten bad. Thank God I, we have not seen him get knocked out for a while. For it's been a while. I think the last one was a Figueroa, but that was because of the but. But yeah, once again, up to him to what he wants to go, do go, do going forward. He doesn't have Absolutely. anything left to prove. Honestly, he's had an amazing career. He's done yeah. so much for that flyweight division. He did so much for the WC Ooh. period, not just the bantamweight division of WC, but he's the WEC. He is all of famer. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's, he's done so much for the the yes. lower weight class, lower weight classes in his career. Unfortunately, there's been guys who are just like, Lord, the, your Demetrius Johnson. It's not like Joseph Benavides is not losing the scrubs. Or the people he's lost to is no scrub scrub lose, losses. A lot of guys who are just, yeah. my lord, man, like great, greatest of all time kind of guys. And Oscar Antaroff, you know, like Michael Bisbing. If Bisbing I, never won a title, yeah. it, it would have yeah. been just like that. You're one of the greatest of all time. You just, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, 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 over him, you're one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. You just never won one here. And that's yeah, okay. And it's, it sucks, but it, but you're, you're, we recognize you as one of the fuck, you're the fucking man. Salute to you, sir. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Salute to, Salute to Joseph Benavides, one of the greatest smaller smaller guys of all time in in mixed martial arts. One of the greatest arts. of all time, not even smaller, one of the greatest. One of the greatest. Yeah, one of the greatest. Period. Period. One of the greatest and never won a title, man. Seriously, one of the greatest and never won a title. But um, 
this weekend, we got another card, right? We got one more card. Um, we got the Bilal Muhammad and the Leon Edwards. Mm -hmm. So everybody definitely check that out. That's going to be pretty good be to great. see Leon Edwards come back. Absolutely. That's going to be a fun one. And real quick before we get out of here, because we got about yeah. five minutes before we get out of here. Uh, but got to talk a touch on this really fast. Dan Hardy gets fired from oh, UFC and BT man. Sports. We only got a couple minutes to hit on this, um, but I got to get your thoughts on this. Well, again, we don't know the full story. Yeah. It seems like he had some disagreement, they say, with some female employee with yeah. the UFC over there. And they also cited his disagreement with Herb Dean as well in the cage as one yeah. of the, the things with it. What are your thoughts on this, man? Real quick, Dan Hardy, amazing guy when he breaks down uh, fights. I watch him on Full Reptile all the Best time. I yeah. love it. I think he's really love great. It. I think he's good commentary as well. Breaking down fights, talking about specific things in With from the, the ground game to striking game. So many different things that he can do. But sometimes he can come off as over-emotional about a lot of things. And I'm sure that's probably what happened with this female uh, employee. It happened with Herb Dean. That shouldn't have happened with Herb Dean. You can discuss that in the back at some different point in time, but not during a broadcast. You got to be careful with your emotions. I think Dan Hardy, Dan Hardy's never come out to me as an asshole or pompous, like something like that. Never felt that way, but he definitely has to be careful with his emotions. What do you think, Serge? I think it's a worst workplace environment. If yeah. you go out there and you blow up on anybody in corporate America, you're going to mm -hmm. get fired. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Especially if you're a, a, a grown ass man and you're yelling in a shouting match with a woman. First of all, mm -hmm. I can I would say it like this, and, and I know Dan Hardy, and I said this on uh, the Fight Podcast before, but I'll say this. I'm a fan of Dan Hardy. I think yeah. Dan Hardy is amazing. He's one of the best at it. But I, but the, the fact that he went out there, rubbed me the wrong way when he went out there and said, you know, oh, it doesn't matter if it's a woman or not, because it does. It absolutely yeah. does. The fact that you're sitting here alpha and up, and you're a former pro fighter who's trying to be a still fight, you're like bossing up, on like a girl like that's 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 you get fired anywhere in america for doing that and i'm gonna be honest with you, i'm say this and i said it on my show and i'll say it again here i believe women okay yeah. like i'm not gonna sit here if, they, if that if, if the ufc is one of the most court uh, uh conservative organizations out there if they yeah. let you go for this shit they, gotta that's be where their smoke is <laughs> fire yep. just, i'm just saying bad timing too right be, right on in, happy, uh, international women's day my lord Terrible but i'm definitely timing. curious to see what the full uh, story is on that for sure. You know, I made as much exactly. comments as I know from the information that we have, but I'm yeah, curious exactly. to see what happens there. I'm still going to watch Dan Hardy on his breakdowns on Full Reptile unless we hear something that's really bad. Maybe not. I hope I hope not. I'm praying that it's not. I hope it's not as bad as it, they're making it seem, but only one way to find out. We'll see when the full story comes up. Absolutely, man. Well, brother... This has been another one, man. Episode two. Another one. Episode number two, baby. Number two in the books. There it is. But how, how, how you feeling? Anything else you want to touch on today before we, we close out? No, that's all. Definitely watch the fights on Saturday, guys. That's coming up. Got my show tomorrow, Mystic Hour. Pop on there. Surge, of course, you know, he dropping shows. Two, two, three of them every week. Interviews. Check his page out, of course, at The Fight Podcast. Me at Mystic Black MMA interviews more interviews coming soon and yeah we'll be back next week same time same place there it is thank you so much for joining us today i'm serge vicente this is my brother darnell motherfucking giovanni <laughs> the man the myth um love you guys brother in combat peace, peace. boom